This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame, so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. What's up, Doing It At Home family? Matthew Bivens here. And before I tell you a little bit about today's episode, I wanted to announce that Sarah and I have created an awesome, awesome ebook for you all. This ebook is the 12 things that we did that made our home birth awesome. And it's totally free. It's available right now on our website, diahpodcast.com. And in the ebook, we lay out the 12 things that we did. Some of these things we purchased, some of these things we did to our space, our physical space. Some of it had to do with planning. But these are really the things like when we sit down and think, what was it that really, really helped us to create a truly unbelievable, beautiful home birth experience for baby Maya? What, what was it that we did? And so when we sat down and thought about it, boom, 12 things popped out and we wrote them up in this ebook and slapped it on our website. It is totally free for you. This ebook is a great tool for those of you who are currently curious about home birth or are planning on a home birth and are getting ready for your baby's arrival. So go check it out. Again, it's 100% free. The 12 things that we did to make our home birth awesome, available on our website, www.diahpodcast.com. Okay, so today's episode, we're jumping back into the archives a little bit. This episode is actually our third most downloaded episode out of all of them, 100 and however many we've done, and it's absolutely one of my favorites. It is the Sex While Pregnant episode. Yes. So that means you probably don't want to listen to this one with young ears in the room because Sarah and I go in figuratively, literally, laterally, (laughs) and all the stuff in between. The episode is called Sex While Pregnant, the ins, the outs, the reach-arounds, and we really just talk about what it was like for us, our experience, you know, Sarah's experience, my experience of having sex, making love, being intimate, connecting in that way while pregnant, because this was the first time either of us had experienced pregnancy, and, you know, a lot of stuff came up for us, emotions, desires, fears, you know, embarrassing things, like all sorts of stuff came up for us. And yeah, we really wanted to just dive in and tackle it, you know, head on because we love, love, love our sex life before being pregnant. And if you can believe it, our sex life became even more amazing, even more rich, even more connected while pregnant. So 
if you want to learn how we did that and what came up for us and you just want to hear a couple of people talking raw and honestly about something that is on pretty much every pregnant person's mind, then check out this episode. You're really going to dig it. And I'm done talking. So enjoy. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, I'm Sarah. When people asked me and my husband, Matthew, about our birth plans, our answer was simple. We're doing it at home. So this is a podcast all about our home birth journey. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm Sarah and I'm hanging out here with one of the most awesome humans I've ever known. I get to call him my best friend, my business partner, and my husband. This is Matthew. I got a really sweet intro for you today. You sure did. <laughs> What's up, Mama? How are you? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if I can live up to that intro. That's, that was awesome. Of course you can. So, preface for today's episode, not intended for little ears. No. Uh, we're going to be going in on uh, some things that you may not want to listen to if you're driving in the car, taking them to school or to and from soccer practice or something like that. So, just wait and enjoy this one by yourself or in the company of, of other adults who can have adult conversations. <laughs> uh, because we are talking about sex while pregnant brown chicka brown wow <laughs> you knew that was coming oh yes i knew i knew i knew i thought it was gonna be like let's talk about sex baby <laughs> baby like literally so True. yes um one thing i want to include for this episode is a link to an article i actually wrote about mm -hmm. this topic uh from my blog back to complete and it's titled pretty basically how to have sex while you're pregnant and it was a, a cool experience for me to write it. You know, it was a great opportunity to practice openness and transparency, things that I'm working on, because I know this is something really relevant for a lot of women and couples and people everywhere. So I just wanted to experience or share part of my experience. And I've gotten some really great feedback on it from, you know, friends and, and people I know in my community and then also people who have just commented on it or reached out. So that was really affirming for me and I felt it totally necessary to have a full episode about it. Yeah, so we'll put a link to it in the show notes so you can go check it out and read it. And uh, this episode is not going to be a recap of it. But there will be some things that are some, uh, some Yeah, that crossover. might tie in. Yeah. Uh, so let's, you know, no further ado. I want to start by talking about some of the things 
you think or that we thought in particular before you actually experience pregnant sex. So you find out you're pregnant. Yay. You know, everything is magical and sunshine and you're so excited. And then here's a new way to experience something that you've been doing for a while, presumably something that's gotten you to be pregnant. And now it's like, what are some beliefs or ideas or things that shift as a result of now being pregnant? And um, the one thing I just remember thinking about, can you know, in in the first trimester, continuing to have sex while pregnant, it was just like, well, we can't do missionary at some point. That was just like the number one thing I kept thinking because that's just like, don't go on your back or, you know, you'll hurt the baby or this or that. That was like the number one belief and programming I had flashing in my mind. Yeah, and squish the baby. Yes. And, and that's my favorite way to be different, different forms of, of missionary. So I was not very much looking forward to not being able to do it anymore. Is that really your favorite? Yeah. Well, certain, like I said, certain variations of it, but yes, that's like what's a variation of it. Well, okay. So variation. Like? Well, like when we're really wrapped up in each other and like my legs can be up and like we're, we're this little pretzel, like I guess it's not, yeah, I guess it is traditional missionary. I don't know, but yes, it's my favorite. Well, I'm just learning stuff. <laughs> um, so other things too, other misconce- misconceptions, or beliefs I had is what it's going to do to my sex drive personally as the pregnant woman. Like with the cocktail of hormones that are going on, is it going to shoot me up into skyrocketing like new levels of horniness that I've never experienced, which would be awesome because I've heard that's happened for some women. So I was holding out for that to happen. Uh, and then there's also the extreme opposite, you know, women who don't want to be touched and mm-hmm. feel really repulsed at the idea of, of having sex while pregnant. And probably the, the next biggest one I had was that you or men in general would be freaked out by it. It would be freaked out by a pregnant body, especially as it started to really shift and, and how they'd feel about it or, you know, then you can get into the conversation of your, your, your confidence level around it. Like, oh, am I less sexy? Or like, mm. you know, I can't do this position anymore. Or I have to move slowly like this to transition into another. You know, it's not just going to be this wild, like rip each other's clothes off and, th- you know, toss me on the bed and, and wrangle me around. You know, is that going to change your, as, as my partner, is that going to change your experience in a way that you're no longer enjoying it as much? Did you, okay, so uh, yeah, the, the, um, the athleticism of our sex has changed. Yes. Right. So, because especially now, I mean, what we're at 40 weeks, we had had sex yesterday. We did. So sex at 40 weeks, like very relevant to our, yeah, very relevant to us. Um, recent memory. And it, you know, you have to like take your time to ease into positions. Is that something that you were thinking about when you first got pregnant? Like, I'm not going to be able to jump into these different positions. Yeah, I thought about that. I was like, you know, I'm not going to be as limber. I'm not going to be as fast. I'm, you know, I'm going to be built differently, not for for speed necessarily. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely thought about that and thought about how it would impact either or our experiences you know you you or me or both of us do you want me to talk about some of the things yeah yeah what are some things that you thought about those those are the main things i thought before going into having this this new experience with you uh so early on i heard that 
the different trimesters, like one of the trimesters, women get super horny. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I was totally excited for the horny trimester. I don't know which one it was. I think it was the second one or was the third one. It's for some women, it's second and some it's third when it well, like really picks up. Yeah, I, I know it's different for everybody, but there was like, there's one trimester where it's, you know, talked about. It's like, that's the one where you, your hormones will go up. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing it's third, like third? the beginning of third. Or at least that's what I would be okay. hearing. So I was excited about that. Um, I was interested to see what my like turned on level would be with your with the baby bump. Mm -hmm. And like, would I feel weird making love and there's a baby right there? <laughs> like, I, like it knocked up? <laughs> well, so I never had the belief. And I, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to judge, but I think it's goofy as hell that like my penis is going to hit the baby. Because <laughs> it's not. Unless you have like a... No. Freaking huge ass. It's not wiener. Like it's not going. I mean, so, so yeah. So I never had that fear. Okay. And it's not because I got a little thing. Like I have, you know. Anyway. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I I know female anatomy in that way. I have seen diagrams. <laughs> I knew it wasn't gonna hit anything. But I did. I was wondering, like, am I gonna feel weird knowing that my daughter's hanging out right in front? Right. Yeah, um, yeah. That so th those two things. What else? Uh, that's it for now. I, I know there were things that cropped up um, during the pregnancy, mm -hmm. but as far as uh, ideas and thoughts I had before, um, you know, I, well, actually the beginning of the pregnancy, those it was those two main ones. Okay, so maybe let's talk about how you've experienced it throughout the pregnancy. So you know, in the article, for instance, I broke it down into trimesters and. I have a very different experience of lovemaking while pregnant in each of them. Mm -hmm. For me, I don't know if you agree, but the first trimester, I feel like it was pretty much the same. You know, like I didn't start showing until a little bit later, maybe closer to like 20 weeks. I had a, like a, a legit a bump. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I feel like much. my drive was pretty similar. Um, I think you just like your, your first trimester, um, physical manifestations of pregnancy besides a little baby bump were the nausea yeah and, and so, so maybe there might be one or two nights where i was like well yeah and so you know we didn't but other than that it was pretty normal mm -hmm. and you know we have sex what like i think we were maybe like three times a week mm -hmm. about three that times a week right. is 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 where we were at before um before pregnancy through the first trimester i think it was it was two to three mm -hmm. um and then, like, if we weren't having sex, like, blowjobs went up. Right. <laughs> you know? And, like, so, you know, for, for, you know, oral for both of us. Right, right, right. So if we weren't actually doing penetration, then other stuff was going down. Mm -hmm. And, well, literally. Ha, ha, ha. And, uh, yeah, so the first trimester was pretty, pretty much business as usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... Again, don't know about you. This this could be an interesting time to learn about each other's experiences. But second trimester for me just like took a huge dip in desire. Down, in desire, I uh, I just didn't have the drive. I didn't I didn't feel like initiating. I I wasn't feeling some type of way about my body. It's not like I was like, oh no, it looks like this. Like I just didn't. 
I don't know. I didn't have the, the, and I was judging myself for that. I was frustrated by Mm -hmm. it because like I said, you know, a previous belief was there was this potential to skyrocket into like crazy lady hoardiness. And I was like, why not me? Like, why can't I be like those women who were sharing with me? Oh yeah. Like I just wanted it all the time. Or like I would, you know, bend over to pick up a pen in front of my husband and be like, Hey, you know, like I (laughs) wanted that. I wanted all of that. And so because I wasn't organically creating that experience or it wasn't showing up like that. I felt all kinds of frustrated with myself as, as a woman, as a wife. I felt like I was not failing you, but creating this, this now environment for you to not be fulfilled or satisfied. And it just, it created a nice little spiral of disempowering emotions yeah, I remember the dip in the second the second trimester. Um, what other physical stuff was happening in the second trimester? That was more of the, the bump became larger and you started to feel some of the like little bits of the discomfort. Yeah, bump um, became larger. Um, also, I mean, this is whole, all of pregnancy, but having to pee all the time. I just remember feeling so annoyed and frustrated by, you know, in the times we did make love, I would have to pee like right before, maybe even after foreplay or starting out during and then immediately after. And it just felt like it broke up all of, you know, my flow, my, yeah, the flow and my energy. And then it would like create me to be in my head and sensations started to feel different, you know, at any different point during lovemaking, I thought I would just gonna spontaneously pee and so that i was also experiencing some pain you yeah remember that remember that's what pain. was happening phys- physically like penetration was hurting in certain ways yeah and i was judging the shit out of that too i was super angry about that and i and i don't think my emotional or thought process was assisting me in, in moving through that and having a previous coding of you know when i was younger I always believed if a sex starts to hurt or feel uncomfortable in any sort of way, no matter what, like that's it. That's like, it's shut down. No, no more. Like you don't, you don't explore if you can move through that or, or see what that's about or see where the thin line between that discomfort and potentially pleasure could be like, you just stop. And so I had that running in my mind too. And so I think to prevent feeling pain again, I would just shut down opportunities for us to have sex or or energetically close myself off to maybe where you felt you couldn't even initiate. Well, you know, for me, and this goes back to some of my coding experience around sex, I don't initiate a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I'll give a lot of hints that I'm I'm interested and ready. But in terms of initiation, I think I just had a, a, a couple of experiences in the past where um, that stuck with me. So I'm still learning how to initiate more with you. And so in the second trimester, when you were feeling certain ways and you were having conversations and you weren't initiating, I, I you know, it wasn't as if my, uh, my propensity for initiating was going up. Um, and I've always felt like I had more desire than my partner. Mm-hmm. Like I could... I could get intimate more frequently than my partners. And so having that belief in my mind, what I need, what I then would do is I would just kind of quiet. I would quiet the the urge or in the past when I was turning to things that weren't super healthy for me, I was using porn. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I don't do that anymore. But 
Um, I was still like, okay, I could continue making love two, three, four times a week like we were in the first trimester and before we got pregnant, but you weren't, you know, you weren't feeling it. So I was able to just go back to that place that I, that I could when I was younger and just be like, okay, well, I'll push it down. I'll quiet it down. Mm -hmm. And I don't, you know, it's, it's energy, right? So I'm curious where, if that energy wasn't coming out through, through lovemaking, where it was being funneled, because I think it was going somewhere. I don't really remember right now, but um, I definitely remember being like getting into the mode of, okay, we're going to maybe, maybe have sex once a week Mm -hmm. and then just kind of like mentally getting myself into that space. And uh, yeah, I mean, it would, you know, I I don't remember the specific conversations we had around sex in the second trimester. Do you remember, like, what was our communication level like? I I believe it, it started probably at a a medium level and I think it got higher as time went on because I do remember having conversations I remember sharing with you specifically how I was feeling yeah around feeling guilty and just feeling like I just didn't have a desire and and what that what I was making that mean and the story I was creating around that I feel like we had a couple of conversations yeah yeah and I think it you know this jumps ahead to you know like probably one of my biggest tip for this overall experience is the communication Mm -hmm. because I feel like that really laid the groundwork for what, what would create a shift for the third trimester. And, you know, it wasn't just this, you know, wake up, it's third trimester and I'm, you know, I'm ready to hop back in the saddle. Like it wasn't like that. I think it was, it was so intentionally co-created in the sense that we had, conversations open communication and then you know it led to me sharing you know what i just said earlier feeling like if it felt uncomfortable at some point that meant it had to stop and then we 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 worked on worked on that yeah with because we have such a high level of trust built between us and you know we had been working on our our intimacy prior to being pregnant now in this this space of being pregnant where it's a little bit touchy and it's a little bit sensitive it's just different i trusted you to work through that so there were probably what maybe five or six love making sessions that I can think of where I was physically probably uncomfortable throughout the whole thing and then we would just connect to, yeah we'd talk it out and, yeah, yeah breathe and because you know some other event that is a little uncomfortable <laughs> down there I've heard birth yeah no <laughs> so, we we absolutely used some of those uh physical sensations you're experiencing as opportunities for us to connect and for you mm-hmm. to flow mm-hmm. and um, and there was it was very loving like you know it was very there's a lot of communication yes very high communication and you know in in those moments I think the goal of what we were what we were doing shifted from just purely physical pleasure and orgasm mm-hmm. to connection and and being able to uh, transmute energy that was uncomfortable to energy that was comfortable and pleasurable yep and you know i maybe the first time it was a lot of like breathing and patience and then we stopped but after that i mean we were able to really tap in connect Mm -hmm. and and shift it to where it might it might have felt uncomfortable you know towards the beginning or the middle but by the end it was you know blast off as normal right right i remember that was powerful i think for for me as well because um, I had some some coding from my past of, you know, not wanting to 
engage if you were no longer feeling pleasure mm-hmm. if it was hurting at all if you were feeling uncomfortable like it, i don't know i just i just had this this fear really like if if my partner wasn't 100 percent into it then okay I, I i gotta shut it down right cause you, you'd be being forceful or yeah exactly dominating or something exactly um and so it was uh it was growth and healing for both of us mm-hmm. and it was really fascinating that it happened while pregnant and around sex right yeah i mean those were just very powerful sessions for me like i said even though i've never really experienced myself to be anorgasmic i think that's the word like to not have an orgasm Mm -hmm. um but you know that was a time frame where i wasn't necessarily having orgasms but they were still like such powerful experiences and so that shifted a lot for me around like what orgasm even is and and it you know the, the the pressure or the expectation we put around having them or creating them and and what that's about um that we could still have totally intimate powerful connected you know sexual experiences and it it didn't necessarily have to result in that because it was so much more than that i feel like yeah. there were so many more layers of like old disempowering beliefs and fears that were being broken down like literally physically by you being inside me but then also you know, communicating and talking through it. Yeah, I mean, just like we said, the the quote-unquote goal shifted. Right. Yeah, from, the intention was different. Yeah, mm-hmm. the intention was different. Um, however, you and I are now in a space where, you know, we're, we're playing to create multiple orgasms mm-hmm. and, uh, and really see where we can take the intimate experience, the lovemaking experience. So I think at that time for, you know, in that second trimester, the intention was very different and because the intention was different, the outcome was also different. Yeah. And I think that really then set the tone for moving further into the third trimester. I experienced a big pickup yeah. in, in desire or, you know, whatever you want to call it. And even when I wasn't feeling physically aroused or feeling like I, you know, wanted to jump your bones, I had the like mental and emotional desire too. Hmm. And I think that was really big for me again, distinguishing those like thinking that it always had to be like oh i feel tingly so that means it's on like what if i just create the the emotion and the sensation within myself of of wanting to have that experience and then i act on it rather than like waiting for you know my yoni my my, you know my downtown to tell me like what if it what if i just create it because because it's like two o'clock on a tuesday why not you know Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. I'll be totally honest. I felt that way yesterday. 
<laughs> because we were what did we do? We we had finished eating or something. We were no, doing we had, stuff around the house, I think. We were doing stuff around the house and then is that when we took the dogs for a walk? We went for a walk, we and then, came back. And then you said, Why don't we shower and have sex? <laughs> and I'm I remember thinking, Okay. Like it was sort of <laughs> I mean, I'm I'll be honest, it was it was that sort of like nonchalant, like, okay, I could do that. And then we showered and I think we showered like we were just both maybe wonked out from the walk and mm-hmm. and the and the housework. It was like a silent shower. Yeah. It was a silent shower. We showered together. And then when we were complete, it was like, all right, let's get into lovemaking. Yeah. But uh, I wasn't there physically. I was there. I wasn't necessarily there emotionally, but like I could get down with the idea <laughs> mentally. <laughs> but so we, we didn't start out with making out. We didn't right. start. We just we laid together. And then we started. I think I got out some coconut oil and we just started like slowly massaging one another and i don't know but i think both of us were able to uh to create that energy and that and that excitement um but even the lovemaking itself was was very uh what's the word it was there wasn't a lot of conversation there wasn't a lot of noise no it wasn't it was like one of the quietest yeah (laughs) we've ever had but the reason why i bring that up is because of what you just described like being able to create yeah the space for the, it yeah like you we may not have been feeling the burning desire in our loins right but we wanted to connect in that way yeah so, i definitely did and so we created it and like that is something that i i'd never really thought of like i, I guess my my sex drive has always been guided by my my balls mama ding dong yeah like (laughs) if if he's up then then okay then obviously now that's time but i mean what what we've been exploring and practicing and what we experienced yesterday was like that's not the case at all it's like we decide that we want to create this Mm -hmm. and so we go about creating it and it was an amazing connection it was an amazing experience you know we, we both had great orgasms and 30 minutes before that happened we were both pretty like like yeah. flat yeah just hanging out yeah just hanging out literally and so it was yeah i thought that was really interesting and and a lot of that happened um a lot of that creation and really tapping in and and you know connecting with one another very intentionally uh, and that being the goal a lot of that happened through our sex and as, as we explored sex within our pregnancy yes and all i think this is doing not only is it creating more intimacy and trust and communication between the two of us but i believe there there truly is energy kind of lining the birth canal so to speak that can go back as far as generations that we like bring our children forth into the world through Hmm. and there's things or there's thoughts or beliefs or patterns that they pick up on as far as how we feel about certain things so by us being really healing in a way I think is I think that's a big word that comes up for me over our lovemaking in in pregnancy it's been very healing I think that sets the tone and kind of clears out that space like the birth canal if you will for Maya to come through in this like loving more peaceful space I mean um What's it called? There's a documentary called Orgasmic Birth. I think we mm. haven't watched it yet, but I've heard a lot of really amazing things about it 
where there are some women who not only do they experience like zero pain or how you relate to pain during birthing, but almost pleasure. Because, I mean, when you think about it, you know, the same thing that gets them there is what gets them out. It's the same pathway. Yeah. And that that veil, you know, as I'm sure a lot of people can um, attest to outside of, of pregnant sex, like sometimes that veil between discomfort or, you know, pain and pleasure is very thin. And I think that same argument could be made for birth that, here's this transformative experience that's happening and it's all related to sexual energy. Like sexual energy is life energy. So I know I kind of went up with that a little bit, just talking from like, you know, love making yesterday, but I think it all just ties into, it's all connected to everything. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And, uh, I think it's time we bring it back down and just talk about some of like the, the freaky stuff that either, increased or that we've experienced and uh, i'll start it off we didn't do a lot of doggy style no because i didn't like it i had i had a lot of beliefs around that before before being pregnant before being married to you before whatever that it was disempowering to women it was like degrading it it didn't really feel great so i had a had a lot of blockages around that position and what do you feel about it now i think it's awesome one it's a comfortable position for me to be in right now uh, but two, uh, so how do I, I think there's actually more power to be had and felt as a woman in that position than, than we somehow sometimes otherwise want to believe. Um, like you're actually in control and by in control, I mean like you can take any sexual situation or position and use it as an opportunity to be like in your queendom as I like to say to be in your full power and your full expression of like your feminine awesomeness and that was just an opportunity for me to practice that and through a loving supportive trusting partner and also working on myself and loving who I am in all ways uh it's awesome I think it's yeah yeah I think it's a great great position <laughs> yeah it's, so that's one that I'm recommended to be in right now actually a, a lot of is on my knees to promote this engaging and and uh, birthing process yeah man so like doggy style through the roof awesome <laughs> we I mean we've we've tried that all over the place and standing and kneeling and all sorts of stuff and um, going from very slow to more rigorous and just it's getting me excited thinking about it. Uh, we've also a lot more blowjobs for me, which has been awesome. Mm-hmm. And although your the gag reflex has been an interesting thing that I yeah first trimester that was <laughs> woo that was rough. And I, I don't think I I don't think I truly understood it because I've never been in that mm. position. So I'm like just get over it and like <laughs> like you know like just just like. No, nah, man. First trimester, Six that was like, well, issue. I couldn't swallow because I was all kinds of nauseous. Like, that yeah. was not. But coming out of that, <laughs> um, I love, I love that. I th- again, I think that's a, that's a really big place where I feel like I've owned my, like, queen power yeah. and feel awesome. Like, I, 
I just love how I've gotten to know your penis more over the past nine months and like how we've gotten to get to know each other more and I know what works here and this and that. I mean, yeah, like take your time with it. Enjoy, like make it like an art, you know, make it, uh, you know, really stop and connect. Like that's been a huge thing for me that I've learned throughout this too is you know, not just in it for the end result, you know, to make you feel a certain way or for me to feel a certain way. It's like, wait, stop. Am I feeling connected in this moment? Am I feeling connected with myself and this person? If I'm not, then, you know, take a second and readjust or slow down with what you're doing or communicate that. Yeah. Communication has been huge. Um, Yeah. Let's continue with that. So I'm just, I just want to, again, we've been, up in the clouds a little bit mm-hmm. with some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to bring it back down and just to highlight that sex while pregnant can continue to be fun and exciting and raunchy mm-hmm. and leave you without breath and put you in like put you to sleep. I mean, yeah. we've fallen asleep in these nine months. Like you know, we both complete boom and we're like out. Nap time. Yeah, and I don't think I've done that in the past. Where like I didn't even get up to like use the restroom or clean myself up or anything it was just like yeah just knock the f out so we've experienced that um Uh, what other stuff what other like baby moving learning to just kind of roll with that you know you're in mid thrust and you see like an elbow pop out out of your you know trying to pop out of your stomach that can be very strange but if you can just roll with it one thing that i shifted as far as how i felt about that was this is all like we're creating love and then even better if there's an orgasm that's a huge awesome cocktail of hormones that i'm producing in my body like those can only be benefiting her like only come on like you know the the endorphins and the dopamine and all of that um so i just look at it as you know loving energy and uh like a physical environment for her so yeah maybe like you pause every once like wait a second you know gotta readjust or or this and that but just learning to be patient i think was a big thing and and roll with it you know like a kick or i felt like i was gonna pass out a couple times because of whatever position i've been in you know or my my breathing got short yeah and you know it's funny i just said it was weird seeing like an elbow but it's so interesting when you're in it, like what as we're engaging and we're connecting, like I totally remember seeing and feeling Maya move and just it didn't phase me or anything. And like I remember, especially in the third trimester, in the in whatever position I'm in, preferring to have my hands on your stomach. Mm. And I don't know, I, I guess sitting here right now in bed with you talking. When you said seeing Maya's elbow, I'm like, oh yeah, that that that's, that must have been weird. And I said it, oh yeah, that was weird, but it wasn't. It was, it was awesome. It was amazing. It was just part of, I don't know. She was experiencing, she was experiencing the heightened, um, the heightened energy right. of the experience, and that was that was freaking awesome. And um, I don't know, sex with you for the past nine months has been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of fun. There's been a lot of growth. Um, a lot of healing, uh, a lot of excitement. Um, I mean, we've we've totally had the moments of just like sitting on the couch and then like I look over at you, you look over at me and boom, close her off and we're just getting down. And then we've totally had the moments of wanting to connect, maybe emotionally, physically we weren't there yet. And so we were very patient and 
we created it and it was awesome and so we've we've had a chance to experience everything both sides of the spectrum everything in between he talked about patience that's been huge for us he talked about communication that's been huge for us um oh another physical thing that i remember that i wanted to share your boobs oh boobs yeah oh yeah your boobs your boobs like they're great amazing although right now it's kind of like <laughs> i you know i can't touch or squeeze or suck or do any of that stuff too yeah because they're leaking yeah it's like the summer season ending and like you know like the summer camp's closing down and like things are shifting for the new yeah the boob camp shut down they just feel a little different like you know you just said they're they're kind of leaking and they're they're super sensitive at some points but earlier in the pregnancy you know yeah you had nipple orgasms i did i didn't i don't think i'd ever had that before that was that was nuts. I, I've never seen that before. So <laughs> that blew my paradigm away. And uh, so, yeah, so just all sorts of amazing stuff around sex we have experienced mm-hmm. and talked about and uh, and created um, over these nine months. And, you know, if we weren't pregnant, I don't think we would have explored all these different things. I, I, I know we wouldn't have explored the um, initial feelings of discomfort and then and and transforming that into insane pleasure sure we wouldn't have explored that and we wouldn't have explored we wouldn't have communicated the way we have when we're feeling a certain way or i'm communicating my needs or you're telling me where you're at that wouldn't have happened without being pregnant and um new positions you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like positions that we didn't go into before but now we're like all right let's let's see what this is all about and we end up loving the positions like all sorts of of new opportunities were presented to us through sex while pre- while being pregnant. Sex while pregnant. Hashtag sex while pregnant. Yeah, it's been <laughs> awesome. And I'm I'm excited. I mean, today's 40 weeks. We're still pregnant, so we got some more exploring to do later. Oh, yeah. The mid- midwife suggested, you know, have as much sex as you want. Oh, yeah. They... What, gets, what gets the baby in is what will get it out. So I want to even say, like, when we first start feeling... Like the very very beginning of Maya deciding to come to come out. Yeah, birthing like early birthing time. Early birthing time. Before water. Go, yeah, like, and stuff. Go have sex. Yeah, heck yeah, it's on. It's definitely part of the, the plan. Awesome. To connect and open that space up for. Literally and figuratively. Yes. <laughs> Anything else? Ooh, I don't know. No, no, I don't think. So. I mean, yes, there's so much else, but. I think that that's a really great uh, summary of what we've been experiencing the past nine months. Has been. Now, what will be fascinating is to see how this our sex life evolves after Maya comes. Sure. You know, because we've been very intentional about creating throughout the pregnancy. And we are, you and I are very intentional about connecting and, uh, and, and, and staying connected and all of that. So it'll be really cool to see what we do, sort of some of the inventive ways and... Um, you know, maybe we have people babysit and we go get one of our friends who works at an amazing hotel can hook us up with a room. <laughs> yeah. and who knows? Who knows what will happen? So yeah. we'll have to do follow-up episodes. Yeah, stay tuned for postpartum boning. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, that's all for today's episode. Um, if you all got some value from this episode of the podcast in general, we would so, so appreciate you showing us some love on iTunes. Um, your reviews help us to rank highly on iTunes and um, that actually allows more folks to discover the show so that they can be uh, you know, a part of this empowering conversation around home birth. 
And um, I also, we both want to hear, like, what is one, you know, one thing that you've experienced um, in your sex life while being pregnant? Or if you're not pregnant yet, what's one thing you are um, anticipating, like looking forward to? Or maybe it's a fear that you you, you want to uh, shift. So if you have any of those things, then shoot us an email. You can email us at diahpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-I-A-H, just like doing it at home, podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at D-I-A-H podcast. Yep. So that's it. Thanks for listening to us share our experience with home birth. Bye. See ya. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.